Hello, everybody in Radio Land. Welcome back to the wonderful Hustle and Grind podcast, episode number something, round 40, I think. (laughs) (laughs) We are here in the studio today, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Nick Tobin from Pickle Cutter. So, so, so lovely. So lovely. You look cold. Y'all bundled up. Yeah, I am kind of chilly. I took a nap, and I woke up from my nap, and I had the chills. Man, sounds like a rough life you're living there. Yeah, I took the day off today from shop. Yeah. Yeah. One of those days, it's gloomy as fuck. It rained all day. I had shit to do in town, so I ran to town, took care of that, came home, went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Man, I've been sick as fuck for the past week. I'm just now starting to get over it. Well, yesterday I felt pretty good. I couldn't give it too much hell in the shop, but I got a lot done. And today I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm still not 100%, but I'm getting there. So, yeah, no, cold, uh, a cold will definitely slow someone down a bit. Dude, uh, I think it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I only got out of bed to pee. Damn. I mean, I was under covers, like freezing to death, and it was not hot in my house at all. And I was cold. I don't know why. And I only drank, like, I couldn't make, I always drank a lot. Like, I drank probably at least six or eight water bottles a day, five or six Gatorades before I kick into the old Miller time. But I wasn't thirsty. I knew I needed to drink. I had like one bottle of water, a half a Gatorade, but I swear I peed 10 times. You're just laid out and fucking didn't want to do shit. Yeah. I had to force myself to eat half a sandwich and it was rough, but I'm coming back around now. Yes, sir. So I got a little bit of work done today in the shop. Teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. Sir, got all four of them bad boys glued up today. Heroes in a half shell, yeah. Turtle power. Okay, I know those are gonna look fucking badass with that file work on the spine and all that. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm curious to see how this purple epoxy is gonna turn out because I had to make purple out of blue and red. Yep. And I tested it on some cardboard first, got it all right, and then I mixed it up in the epoxy. It's purple as shit, like on the side of the cup. But when I filled it all in, it almost looks too purple you know what i mean it's pretty dark uh, i darkened it up a bit yeah so i think once i polish it and it gets that shine you yeah. know what i mean that's gonna bring the purple back out kind of look pop. yeah it looks like grape jelly <laughs> <laughs> that's like the shade of purple that it came out but that ain't far off of the, the liners that are in there grape gummy bear yeah i love you <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah sorry i had to I had to do it I had to do it Man, last week was fun with Justin on here. Oh, yeah, that was a blast. Dude. Yeah, I got a lot of good comments, little DMs and stuff about him being on here. Everybody seemed to enjoy it. So, well, well you got all that shit. I don't get none of that feedback. Nobody bothers me with the podcast. Well, I get it through the Hustle and Grind Instagram page. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I wish there was a way that I could give you access to that because I would love to have you posting shit and reading shit and all that. So I didn't have to do it all the time. There's got to be a way. I so uh, if there's anybody out there, uh, you know, kind of have like a joint account on Instagram for, you know, some guy in Georgia and some guy in Canada could fucking look at it simultaneously, you know, and same username, same password. Let us know. But the thing is, it's linked to my personal or not my uh, personal, my JK Blades. It's a uh, it's hey, a page both, coming okay. off of JK Blades. It's a sister page. Right, right. Gotcha. I didn't think that through in the beginning. And now we're up to shit, I think pushing 400 followers now. Nice. On the on the podcast page, so I don't want to start it over. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So what do you want that going again? What do you got going on in your shop other than your day off? Some steak knives, some flex tests. What's been going on? Yeah, the flex test. I was going to bring that up there. Uh, that was pretty uh, impressive, if you ask me. I uh, I enjoyed seeing that, and I did it once I was live. I pulled it off live. I did it for the video, and I did it before the video, too. And I was just having fun bending that knife. It was, you know, pretty impressive, like yeah, I said. Definitely. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. You need to get them forged in fire. One sixteenth thick, full thickness, no grinding done to the blade at all, and like I said, it had that much flex to it. So, so you didn't put no bevels in; it was just heat treated. Yeah, just heat treated. Nice. Yeah, so I'm fixing to make a fillet knife now. <laughs> what temperature do you temper that at? Uh, that was tempered at uh, my my uh, steak knives and kitchen knives. I temper at three seventy five. Oh, okay. And kitchen knife, yeah, I like to keep them hard, keep an edge. Yeah. I usually go right around 400, a hair off of 400. Yeah, 375, you know, I, I put it at 375, and it probably, you know, with the the variance to the oven, there's probably, a, you know, who knows, it probably comes up a little bit higher, 380, right. 90 or so. I usually put mine on 400, but then, you know, when you turn the knob, there's a little bit of give yeah. in the knob itself. So I'll turn it to 400 and kind of click it back to where yeah. it's a little less than 400. Yeah. That way, just in case I don't have time to run both cycles tonight. I think I, we all do that. Yeah, I can. <laughs> if I turn it back on tomorrow, I know I'm not overshooting. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a a pretty unproductive week in my shop. And I feel bad because I got so many orders to get out, man. But I just I have been dead this week. I got 15 on the bench right now. I don't even know why I started 15. <laughs> I don't have I quite like, that oh, many. I'm going to call this a batch, and I don't want to do batch work anymore. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah, that's a batch, all right. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm working on a batch of four. Damn. I don't know what the hell got into me there, but, yeah, 15. I was like, holy shit. I haven't done something like that in a long time. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, hell, I guess my last batch I just finished up was 16. Yeah. So, and that's, that sucks, man. It's kind of cool when you first start because you got all these blanks laying out. But then yeah. when it comes time to actually work on them, Mm-hmm. Holy shit. See, there's one that's been sitting in the file guide ready for bevels since yesterday. And uh, I walked in this morning and I was like, nope, not today, guys. And I went to town. It was roughly around 10. Like I said, I didn't get shit done. I had a horrible night of sleep. Like I said, I talked to you earlier. I was up at like 30 at night. Yeah. You know, about to puke my brains out. Yeah, the, the two nights I was sick, man, I didn't sleep at all. Like, one night I literally didn't even doze off. Yeah, I know, you're just... I mean, I was just sweating and couldn't get comfortable and antsy and... Yep, completely uncomfortable. Yeah, but like I said, I'm getting over it now. Got to put my big boy panties on and move on and quit whining. <laughs> so, yeah. all right, so last night we did an Instagram Live. Yes, sir. We do those all the time. That shit's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. I it's like fun. it, you know, when, yeah. when if you and other people too. Yeah, it's cool when it's, you know, like last night it was me and you and Ryan on there yeah. on, on the screen. But we're all pretty much just kind of, we're bullshitting back and forth, but we're at the camera for a second and then we're off doing something. I was, you know, shaping up some handle scales. Ryan yeah. was doing some welding, I think. You were messing around with something else. And, and sanding. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all still working a little bit. But what I enjoy is you look down in the comments and all the people that are watching us, are talking to each other. You know what I mean? They're having conversations. 
they're conversating. Yeah, it's like a little little family there. You know what I mean? A little family reunion. Yeah. But I do have a public service announcement to make. Oh. And, you know, everybody's got little things that kind of grinds their gears a little bit, gets on the nerves just a little bit. It ain't yeah. a big deal, but it just kind of get at you. All right, so here's my here's my deal. Pickle's Canadian. So I'm under the impression that maybe Pickle just don't know how to talk all the way right. So <laughs> Pickle started calling me Jay. That's fine. Pickle's allowed to do that. The rest of the world, my name's Jason. Even JK <laughs> is all right. The world is calling me Jay now. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's Jason. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's four more letters on this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> sorry you could have just told me he's like dude my name's jason no like i said you started it that's cool you know what i mean like you can get away with it that's like yeah, it, it, if you got one buddy like that, that comes up with a nickname somebody like anybody like well, my name is nicholas and everybody calls me nick so you know my brother michael we call him nick uh my brother joey we call joe yeah and, you know, just everybody else, my friends, like my friend Ricky, I call him Kiki. I don't even call him by his name, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm like that with everybody. I don't literally call people by their names, like, either short or, like, if your name would be Richard, I'd call you Dick. Yeah, well, my mom would be a dick if she named me Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, J- Jason's fine. JK's fine. I mean, Big Papa's <laughs> fine. Whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter, but, you know. Yeah. I've gotten them like I've gotten so many like with the pickle, especially with the pickle. Like I've gotten pick. People would call me pick. Yeah. Instead of Nick or pickle, uh, pickle Nick Nicholas. Uh, they used to call me uh, 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 Ricklish, like uh, the Ricklish you eat. Ricklish. Yeah. The, the, the Quis- uh, what are the Quizzlers? What are Twizzlers? Licorice. Rick, yeah, that. Licorice. Yeah, they, they used to call me that, but in French. Because it sounds like Nicholas. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Like Necklace. They used to call me Necklace, too. Yeah. Well, your name is Pickle Cutters because your nickname was already Pickle. Yeah. You know, I've been yeah. So that's the reason I call you Pickle every time. Every I got your name programmed in my phone as Nick Tobin. And every time I go to call you, I go straight to P. And I'm like, where's it at? Where's it at? <laughs> ah, shit. I need to just change it. <laughs> uh, I, like I said, I've been called Pickle pretty much my whole life. Uh, teachers in school would call me Pickle, uh, you know, and I'd get it straight on the first day. They'd call, you know, roll call in the morning. And I was always last because Tobin is pretty much at the end of the alphabet. So uh, by the time they got to my name and said Nicholas Tobin, they would say it in French. And I wouldn't say anything. And then they would say it again. I was like, you could just call me Pickle. <laughs> and everybody would start laughing and the teacher would just call me Pickle throughout the whole semester uh, all my friends their parents they call me Pickle uh, I would go somewhere when I was younger my mom would call you know be like hey are you ready to get picked up and she would ask for Nick they'd be like no you must have the wrong number and then she's like oh wait 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 is Pickle there oh you're Pickle yeah yeah he's here <laughs> so that's pretty much how it's been so that's why like, I had to have Pickle in the name yeah well i mean pickle cutters that's it just fits you know what i mean yeah exactly i mean it's, of course you've heard the joke about the old pickle slicer right yeah well whatever um, uh, the the funny name for uh, a turd cutter there uh, <laughs> no no not that one i'll have to tell you later but, okay we, can, we can't say it on air i mean we could but it's not that it's not that funny and i'd probably screw it up a time or two anyway but uh <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, it's one I've heard my whole life, so I'm sure most people listening have probably heard the story about the pickle slicer. Sorry, guys. I'm, as Jay mentioned earlier, Canadian, and I probably never heard the pickle slicer joke. So you were born in America. How yeah. old were you when you when you kind of permanently landed in Canada? Still a little tiny kid? Uh, like literally as soon as they dismissed me from the hospital. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We were living here in Canada. Okay. And the hospital across the border is actually closer to get to than the closest hospital here in Canada. So, like, back in the day, that was a thing. Like, a lot of people have dual citizenship because they were born in Maine. Right. It's the closest hospital. And uh, back then, they would just give you your citizenship, and if your parents were here, well, you'd end up with that citizenship as well, too. But uh, it doesn't work that way no more. Like, say, if you're born in Maine, residing, like, your parents are residing in Canada, and you were born in Maine. They have to choose what residency you get. But they can't change their own citizenship based on yours, right? No. Okay. But, like, say if I wouldn't have been born in Maine, uh, I believe before the age of 18 it is or something like that, you're eligible for your citizenship if your parents are from the States. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, like my mom being from the States, say if I would have been born here in Canada, I could have gotten my uh, dual citizenship through my mother. Gotcha. Okay. That, yeah, that that makes sense. I'm thinking about the, the opposite border down south. Yeah, there's a lot of problems down there. Used to be anyway, people coming here just to have kids. That way they could, yeah. you know, stay pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. We won't get into all that bullshit, but you know what I'm saying. I know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, man, something that – uh. I just want to touch on this real quick, and I don't want to dive into it. I don't want to go there. But last night we were on our live thing. We were talking a lot about the, the COVID and the shot and the vaccine and all that bullshit. Yeah, sorry I, about that, guys. Man, after we got done with that, I got to thinking. And it's a fucking shame that this vaccine has done what it's done. I do. It's... And the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, like I said, I don't want to dive all into it. But, like, you, you were having to get it so that you can spend time with your family after – after a death in the family, yep. Brian Cohn had to get it so that he could see his 101 year old grandma. Yep. Several people are having to get it so that they can have access to direct family members. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just, it's forced it's compliance. Sad. Yeah. It's sad. It is. It's, it's very compliance. sad. Yeah. It's sad that that's what it has come to. Yeah. And it's a, it's a world. I don't know what the word is for it. You know, they're all they're all doing the same thing. It's not like only Americans are doing this. Only Canadians are doing this. No, no, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere, too. You know, like, they just came out with today here in Brunswick that uh, no matter what your vaccination status is, if somebody in your household is COVID positive, you have to isolate for 14 days. I've heard so much shit like that. And if that's the case, what's the point of the vaccine? I know, exactly. And why are we forcing people? Because as of tomorrow... If you're not vaccinated, if you're in the school, healthcare system, or whatever, you know, government jobs, you can't go to work because they mandate it. Yeah. As of tomorrow, if you don't have at least your first shot, the intention of getting your second shot, you can't go to work and you have zero pay. That, that's going to just fuck the world up. And that's the 3% of those government employees that are not vaccinated total 2,000 people at uh, 3,000. So that's. 3,000 less people that are going to be working in schools, hospitals, long-term care places, and all that. And that's going to have a worse effect on the system 
and COVID itself. Now, does that include, you're talking about schools and healthcare, does that include like first responders, police and fire and all that kind of stuff? Uh, like, like, like the RCMP, which is the, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're nationwide, right. you know, and because uh, we don't have state troopers like you guys have. You know, us, it's just the RCMP. It's one fucking jurisdiction, and that's it. Right. So, uh, they, I don't know what the status is on that, but uh, that they like the president of the RCMP, whatever, is like, nope, we ain't doing it. We ain't mandating nothing because he's not stupid. That's good. Yeah. So, like, out of all government employees, they're the only ones not having to get it, and it's not being mandated for them. But uh, as of, like, it's nothing like Joe Biden did, like where if you're over a hundred workers that everybody needs it, this and that, you know? So we don't have none of that. Like they aren't targeting like uh, enterprises and shit like that or the mills or whatever. You know? so, well, that, that hundred uh, or more people thing, I don't know how they're going to begin to enforce that. My wife works for a company that is, it's an enormous company. I mean, they're traded on the New York stock market. We actually yeah. bought a share in it just so we could say that we own one share. Yeah. That way, when they go talking shit, you know, we can kind of in our yeah. own heads say, "Well, we own part of some bitch." Yeah. But obviously, they've got hundreds of employees in every location, probably thousands, and there is no talk whatsoever of them having to be vaccinated. They did bring up that they could have to take a test every other week. Yeah, that's what it is here too. If you don't get vaccinated, then you got to get tested like three times a week. Okay, they said like every other week, but they're going to provide the test on site. Yeah. So, I mean, what's the what's the point? You know what I mean? It's just stupid. It's fucking with people. It's messing people up. Yeah. It's All just, these kids like here, like they've been closing the schools left and right here. And like really, really bad. Like in the past two years, if the kids got one full semester of school in combined in two school years, that's all they got. You yeah. Know? I don't know if they got that. That's how it is here, man. I feel like we're going to have just one little generation of yeah, pure freaking idiots. Yeah, dum-dums and fucking... Yeah. Think about people that are in 10th and 11th grade. Yeah. They couldn't finish, but their 9th and 10th grade classes, or yeah. 11th and 12th grade, 9th and 10th grade scores is what they went off to get into college. Yeah. You know what I mean? How are they going to take a 10th grade education into college? Yeah. Or... Whatever their trade may be. What is education? Exactly. Yeah. If you're going to do something, do, do, do trades. There's way more money in it. There's, yeah, exactly. There's not enough people doing those no more because now they're all so fucking lazy. You know, like I didn't even go to trade school or nothing like that. I just knew I was going to swing a hammer my whole life. Yeah. And I didn't think I'd end up being a smith at any point at all. I just knew I'd be a construction worker, carpenter, you know, the trim guy or whatever, you know, I, I knew I'd be doing shit like that, but now I'm swinging heavy iron and yeah. swinging high iron. So it's like, wow, this is great. You yeah, know, it's still I'm, a hammer. I'm doing it for me too now. So I don't even have to worry about any of all of that in general, but fuck, I do because like you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation is that I'm restrained from seeing my family. I haven't seen my oldest brother in three years because before COVID hit, it had almost been a year before he had came up to visit. Yeah. He's, he's down in Connecticut. So uh, that's the thing, you know? So I haven't seen my brother in three fucking years, you know? And he's not coming up here unless his son comes with him and his son doesn't want to get vaccinated. He's only 16. Mm. He doesn't want to leave him alone, I guess, or whatever. Right. 
But uh, I don't know. It's just, like I said, and if I want to make my way down anywhere and do anything, you know, it's like I talked with Brian, uh, Brian House there, and I was like, so, yeah, I'm fixing to get the jab. It's like, uh, you're the first on my list of people I want to meet in person. You're like at top of it because, you know, Brian's been there pretty much like since since I started looking for a real 2x72 grinder. Right, know? yeah. So, uh, and he helped me out a lot. So I was just very grateful of Brian, and I want to meet him in person and actually shake his hand. You know? So uh, He's he's taller than you would think. Is he? He, he is taller than you would well, think. He's not like crazy tall, but, I mean, I've met him in person and shook his hand. Yeah. And I was expecting him. I mean, you see him in his videos. He looks yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. you know, a, a fit guy. He's not like crazy buff, but he's definitely not scrawny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he doesn't look like he'd be tall. He's. He's kind of tall. He's taller well, than me. If you, at, if you look at Dexter, you know, Dexter seems pretty lengthy here. Right, right. Yeah. But he, I'm 5'10", and he's taller than me. Of course, he could have had some big-ass boots on. but I'm 5'10", as well, too. Yeah, he was not way taller than me, but he's probably 6'1". Six six oh, oh, I wasn't shit. expecting that. But uh, I'm, I'm the short one. Like, my mom's not even 5' tall. No, my, I'm taller than my dad is, but, like, his father was 6'2". You know, my uh, my older brother, he's six two. My nephew, sixteen, he's six one. Damn. Yeah, I know, and he's like two hundred and fifty pounds, like <laughs> size of our fridge, pretty much. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fucking. Uh, uh, fuck. Skip down. I forgot what I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't know if I'm the tall one, the short one, whatever. I don't know. How many siblings do you have? I got one little brother. Yeah. But he's only a half brother. Okay. And uh he's six I wanna say six two, six three. He's pretty yeah. tall. That's the one that went the army, right? The Air Force. Army. Yeah. Air Force. Yeah. Yeah, he he's pretty tall, but like I said, he's only a half brother. I never knew my real dad. Or okay. any, anything about him or his side of the family or nothing. Cousins or nothing. Yeah, there's no like none of that. Nothing whatsoever. I got a friend like that who's so, never who his father was never met any family or yeah i mean i don't know medical records i don't know i mean it don't bother me yeah, i got yeah. a stepdad that's been there since i was i think one and a half yeah and he raised me great so that's my dad but as far yeah. as medical records and family history i don't have any clue whatsoever if nobody would have told you would have never known <laughs> well the funny story nobody did tell me oh yeah i was 28 years old went swimming in the river and lost my wallet and uh had to go get a new social security card and they're asking me all these questions about, you know, what's your mother's maiden name, all this and that. And they said, what's your father's name? And I told them, and I was wrong. Uh, that's <laughs> that's how I figured out. out. <laughs> I, can you I was like, what the fuck? They're like, no, that's not what we have on file. I said, well, what you got? They wouldn't tell me. I had to pretty much call my mom out. and that's, I was 28 years old when I found out. So, hey, who's my father? Yeah. What do you mean, son? Who's your father? Yeah. She, oh, she knew. Her heart sank. Yeah. But it was one of those situations, you know, we were going to tell you when you were 13, then 16, then 18, and just never got around to it type deal. Yeah. But yeah. I, I ain't mad. You know what I mean? I was raised great. Had two exactly. good parents. It don't matter who who built me. You know what I mean? I was yeah. raised with two yeah. great parents. So I ain't mad. I'm sure his parents were just like your grandparents as well, too. And- I, well, he was from out of town. Oh, okay. So uh, I only met them a couple times throughout my life. 
the right reunions and shit once or twice a year. But absolutely, they took me in just like I was yeah. part of theirs. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But anyway, um, plans for the future in your shop. I do not like to speak of the future. I don't either. I was just trying to think of something to uh, say. Cause, but uh, obviously something that we've brought up several times is a fucking film. Yeah. So uh, my plan for the future, I've got something in mind, and i got to come up with a system. And maybe we can find somebody and work together and come up with something that we can sell and be millionaires. I'm talking about quadrillionaires. And not have to make knives anymore? Well, it... it well, not have to take orders to make a living. Right, right, right. We just sell this one little product. Yeah. And what we've got to do is come up with some kind of way to store and organize fucking belts. That's all we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> you got me thinking there. Fuck you, Jay. Dude, I'm telling you. I, so I got a gap between one of my workbenches and my bay door in the shop. Yep. And it's, I don't know, 40, like 49 and a half inches. And I found this little metal shelf. It's like a three-tier shelf, and it's yeah. 48 inches. And it's like heavy-duty with welded, expanded steel on top of it. And I picked it up from the junkyard because I was like, man, I could make some use out of that. So I just snatched it up. So it's going to fit right there. Absolutely perfect steel shelf. Yeah. So I started moving some shit out of the way today. I was like, okay, let me just throw this in here. And I've got so many belts. <laughs> excuse me. That I've got a four foot clamp on the wall, like a squeeze clamp. Yeah. And that is on one of the studs on the wall. So it's clamped straight to the stud with the bar going horizontal. And there's yeah. belts hanging off of that. Like all of my uh, cork belts and my Scotch Bright belts and the ones yeah. I don't use real often. So I'm like, man, what am I going to do with all these damn belts? So my new shelf is just hanging out in the yard still. Because <laughs> I don't know what to do with all these damn belts. So I organized all my belts a couple of weeks ago. I threw away a shitload of belts. I threw away 51 last yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, like 72, I think I threw away or something like that. And then as I was throwing them away, I was like, oh, this one's still good. Oh, this one's still got some great. Oh, this one's still good. And kept like 12. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I didn't so, throw away 51. That number don't sound right. But I, I threw have, away a bunch. I have them all lined up on my wall, and they're just hanging there on screws. Like I put fucking three inch screws into the wall and they're just hanging there in order you know my ceramics and my aluminums and then my conditioning belts whatever specialty belts and uh, then I have my tooling arm rack in front of my grinders uh, I put that there and maybe I shouldn't have but maybe it's okay if that makes any sense because I actually use that to put belts on right right I've got it. diagonally you know like on a, yeah on angle upwards i could just hang whatever off at any tooling arm up there <laughs> it's great i've got heavy duty hooks like the fork hooks yeah on the back wall of my shop where all my different tool arms hang off of yeah. and it's a walk to get them from the grinder but i mean was it 10 15 steps tops probably not even that far i mean it's probably 12 feet from me mine used to be underneath all my tooling arms i had made uh well, what's on my wall right now is actually a grinder stand that I had built that had tubes sticking out from the foot that I put the tooling arms in there. And then that became a smaller tooling arm holder that I had like on a just set up underneath my my uh, my forge cart. 
was on the bottom shelf of that. And I, you know, all my tooling arms were underneath, you know, so I'd have to bend over and practically crawl in underneath the forge to go get my shit. Right. And I was like, this is bullshit. You know, and it's not like my shop is big and I have to walk across it, but it was still, you know, like walk away from the grinder to get my shit. So I was like, you know, you know, I still got some of this tubing left from the grinder stand. So, uh, I'm going to make this something different. And that's how I ended up with my tooling arm stand there. And uh, everybody who sees it, they're like, holy shit, that's fucking nice. You know, blah, blah, blah. And even Justin made one. It's a little bit smaller, but he made one too. Yeah. I like that setup you got going on. But I just, man, space is hard to find. Yeah. Well, that, that was my best bet for me because it's on the wall. And it's high enough where I'm not hitting myself and it's above the bench, so I'm not going to walk into it, you know? So everything's okay. You know, that perspective, I have no issues whatsoever. I love you. I love you. <laughs> 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 oh, the rainy day tribute episode right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we gotta get we gotta get Lando up on this fucker, dude. Okay, so I don't know Lando. Oh, Lando is a cool fucking guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I follow him. He follows me on all the socials and all this. So the other night, I was just a scrolling, and uh, I don't know if it was Facebook or Instagram. I believe it was Facebook. He was live on there. Yeah, yeah. smoking his cigar. Right yeah, there. and he had this like. <laughs> Sexy jazz music playing in the background. Know, it was great though with the Indian lighting. And yeah, everything. and he's like so, laid back, like, "What are we doing this evening?" Yeah. Hmm. Like, I don't always chill and relax, but when I do, I smoke a cigar. It was like a mix between Mister Rogers and Bob Ross, dude. I didn't know yeah, what yeah. was going on. <laughs> it was so great. It was like so like like wise and unless yeah, you know, just, you I know, couldn't was, tell if great. that was real or yeah. if he's like putting on a show. Uh, no, Lando. No, Lando. Like I said, he's a cool cat. Uh, I think everything he's been going through, like I, this is none of my fucking business, but like with the move, the house, and all that shit, everything he's been going through, you know, and other things in his personal life that I've spoken to him about, you know, like I think he's like uh, he's evolving from all of this and waking up. If you want to say, like, I'm not saying he was asleep, right? Like he was asleep, but he he's definitely gaining alertness and awakeness from you know real life fucking reality yeah i'd be happy to have him on if he's down to be on here dude oh i'm sure he would dude like i said i shoot the shit off yeah i got a uh a shout out on the forward side chat episode the the one that they recorded right after and uh justin gave me a shout out he said his shout out was jason freaking hartwell i was like wait what i wasn't expecting that dude yep i know they're uh, like i said they're fucking they're cool cats yeah other people i want to meet too you know but I hit I hit Canadian soil now, man. I got my my toes white, so I gained a I gained a bunch of followers that day too. I, I started seeing all these followers come in. I'm like, did we get mentioned on something? Like, I haven't heard nothing on any of my normal podcasts. But I was I was checking my following on Instagram the other day. I was like eight thirty six, and I checked today, and I was like, it's like fifteen people, I think, or something like that that just dropped. They dropped you. Yeah, well, like my following, like I said, I was at eight thirty six, and now I'm at eight fourteen. That's twenty two people that dropped me. Damn, I, I think I'm not sure. Oh shit! I just hit a milestone, like right this very second. I don't know. I was kind of insulted. 
I was offended. That is rude. You have you have a right to be offended. Uh, I can't see that. Not happening. Not happening at all. I got 900 right now. 900? 900 exactly. Okay, yeah, and you were like 870-something earlier today because I checked yours too when I checked mine. Dude, I'm telling you, my shit's been going through the roof between yesterday and today. Well, but, fucking go there and say something and be like, hey, don't forget about Pickle. What's weird, though, is a lot of these accounts that are following me, I've only clicked on a very few of them, but a lot of them have no followers. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like but. Thomas Campbell. That account's private. He's got eight followers. Yep. But, uh, I mean, there's been several of them that's like that. I mean, a lot of them are, I guess you'd call them real people, but a lot of them aren't. So I don't know. I don't know what's up. I don't know if I'm getting spammed. I mean, I if, if that's the case, it's more followers. That's cool and all, but what the hell is a fake number going to do? Exactly. Like, they're not going to buy gosh. nothing. That's stupid. It was, you know, like I said, there's no uh, interaction coming in from them, so it's not the... I'm trying to find, like, seriously, I'm trying to find... Man, I'm glad I, I got a, a mute button on this thing, because I am, I am hacking it up today, boys and girls. Oh, But, uh... Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn there was a place you could actually see how much, like people. Where did I see that? Like where people drop following. Like, yeah, you go, to your, was, go to your insights on Instagram, right? Yeah. It, it, I, hold on a second. That's so you I'm go to your profile, hit insights. Insights, 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 and, and then hit total followers. So I uh, just had to click there and get more. Yeah, so I got, so, no, actually I got. Day. Okay, that Monday. What was this? What happened? From November 11th to November 16th, I had 37 follows and five unfollows. So my overall growth was 32. Yeah, I got five follows and one unfollow. Uh, let's go for the last one. Yeah, mine even tells me like 88.5% men. So I got like in the last month, October 19th to November 17th, I got 109 new followers and 20 unfollows. Why do people like, like, why do they take time to follow somebody and then just go ahead and unfollow them? Like, did I do something to offend these 20 people? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, man. That's just rude, I think. I, I find it rude, too, because, you know, we're just trying to, Make an honest living here. If I'm bothering you, if I did something wrong, I'd rather you just tell me, like, that I really do something wrong. And if I did offend you and it was stupid, I might say I'm sorry or I just might say fuck off, you know? But, yeah, yeah I'd like to know at least. So I got a 20% woman following. Dang, girl. Yeah. People in between the ages of 25 and 45 are my major followers. Yep, twenty five to forty four is my my main. I got eleven point four percent split tails. Yeah, yeah. But, anyway, uh, like I said, my Instagram has never been my big uh, my big hitter. Like I said, it's it's always been Facebook since I started this, and it's been off since I posted that video today. Like notifications, if I didn't get over one hundred and fifty notifications today for that video, I got zero. Zero zero, like within an hour, I had over a thousand views, like thirty something minutes. I was like, "Holy shit!" 
I haven't checked it, but it was blowing up. Oh, dude, that uh, that reel that I put up on Instagram, just that quick little thing of the side of my forge to the front of it. Yep. I did that just messing around because I was waiting on some knives to heat up. What else are you going to do? Right? Make a little video. Work on yeah. your social media campaign. So that thing, I've got more likes on that than I've ever gotten on any other post. Like from day one. My biggest video hit was uh, that stupid fucking tumbler I made. Uh, that, that stupid tumbler that I saw on my cool rest that would, you know, rock tumbler. Oh, yeah, yeah. I made a, what, 15-second fucking video, Yeah, I think it was, and uh, that got over 25,000 hits, like, within the first 24 hours, and I was oh, like, what shit. the fuck does that happen? Yeah, I didn't get nowhere near that many. I got, like, 3,300, 3,200. And I've, I've tried hard to I got, like, 88 that. likes. The most I've gotten after that, you know, and I think the algorithms have a lot to do with it, like, because I've noticed a lot of my shit's been going down, like, even just simple pictures are getting less people's attention. Yeah. Uh, my videos, I went from 15, 12, 15,000 views to, to two, 5,000, you know, 2,000, 5,000 views. It's like, well, I'm posting to more groups than I was. I post about 20, 25 groups before, and now I'm post- posting to 45 groups, about 40 to 45 groups, and I'm getting less views on my shit than I was before. So, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I do not know. It's all that algorithms. Yeah. So but, uh, I got I like 3,200 within the first day and then just stalled completely. Yeah. But what's funny is I made that video on TikTok just yeah. because it's got the, you know, the thing to add music and all. And it's yeah. easy to make it there and then share it on Instagram. It got 3,200 views on Instagram and I checked it on TikTok. It got like 40. Yeah. <laughs> same thing with me. Like the same video I post on Facebook and Instagram. If I post it on Facebook, it'll have like say fifteen hundred views, and on Instagram, on Facebook, it'll have fifteen hundred views. On Instagram, it'll have like one hundred and fifty. Yeah, you know, there's a big difference. Oh yeah, you got a way bigger following on Facebook too, though. Yeah. See, like uh, my outreach on the the, the Rock Tumbler, August fifteenth, thirty three point nine thousand people. That's nuts, dude. I've never hit that many. Yeah. And uh, my forging videos, when I'm hammering steel, those get good, you know, 15 to 20,000 sometimes. But, you know, it depends, I guess. Yep, yep. So uh, let's let's talk about one of our sponsors here. We're getting in, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into the show a little ways. Let's talk about Broadbeck Ironworks. They have got their sale coming up, guys. You do not want to miss the Black Friday sale. If you are in the market for a 2x72 grinder, and you've been thinking about maybe getting one around the holidays, maybe around Christmas. You're going to treat yourself. Now is the time. Hit that Black Friday sale. They have their Ultimate Bundle and the Mega Bundle on sale. And you're saving hundreds and hundreds. It's way the hell more than any 10%, 15%, way more than that. So now is the time to go over to Brawbeck Ironworks, check them out, and buy yourself a top-of-the-line grinder. So, broadbeckironworks.com. Do it. Yeah. And right now, the, the promo code HUSTLE is not going to be effective because their kits are coming with the Moreco Deep Platinum anyway. So, Ooh. it's everything. Like, it's literally everything. It's all in one bundle. Just pull the trigger, set yourself up a knife shop, throw your 1 by 30 in the cabinet. Don't throw it in the trash because <laughs> you never know. 
I still use mine, dude. Like after I built the, I use uh, mine every now and then for some dumb shit. But. When I I got, I use it on every knife. That's what I sharpen my blades on. Really, I use that to sharpen my blades. That's what I use. Full blast. Fucking get it done. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about sharpening on the one by thirty was no speed control. Yeah, I got used to it that way. I probably fuck up blades if I did it because I've tried different ways. I've tried off my grinder, the two by seventy two in reverse and everything. But my muscle memory is just so built into that one by thirty that I can't I can't do it any other way. Well, I've got several machetes that not that I made. I've never made a machete. But you know, yeah. just good machetes that I use for hunting and camping and going through the woods and stuff. And that one by thirty is what I put the edge on them with. Yeah. Because honestly a damn thirty inch long blade on that two by seventy two, I'm a little scared of it. <laughs> so on that one by thirty, I can kind of let it rest on that little work table, yeah, and pull it across, you know, guide the angle and all that stuff. And that's what I sharpen those up with because they don't need a a razor's edge. No, there's no, no sense in putting that on there. You'll you'll roll it right away. Exactly. But yeah, yeah I still yeah. use mine pretty pretty frequently. But anyway, throw that motherfucker in the cabinet, order yourself a Broadbeck, and now you can call yourself a knife maker because you'll yeah. have your entire knife shop show up on your front porch at the same time. Then the only thing you're going to need is a heat treat oven. And then once you buy yourself one of those, you can buy yourself a second one. And you can send it to Jason Hartwell, care of the Hustle and Grind podcast, at JK Blades. DM me for the address. Yeah, no, uh, like I said, after I got my first 2 by 72 I ended up buying a brand new one by 30 because my other one was shit in the bed. I've actually got... You know, obviously mine come from Harbor Freight, and I've got the date on the bottom of mine wrote with a Sharpie because yeah. I cashed them bitches in, dude. It's like 11 bucks or something, and then once a year you go there and get a brand spanking new one. So oh. I think it's coming around like in March or something. I'm going to take it up there and give me a new one. Yeah. And hell, my welder's the same way. I cash that thing in every 15 months up at Harbor Freight. Yeah. Bring it in. Okay. Yeah. So last time I I did that with my welder, I had the little shit box, you know, $119 easy flux thing. I had that for yeah. a long time. But last time I cashed my welder in, I took it up there and I said, this is broke. And they was like, okay, what's wrong with it? I said, I got the warranty on it. They said, oh, okay. They don't give a shit. They know it's not broke. Yeah. It's just time for a new one. Yeah. But since that one was like 120 bucks, I was able to use that money and upgrade to a better one. So I got one of the lime green titanium, the big ones. Yeah. And it took like 120 bucks off of it. I paid the difference, which was around $200 and then bought the warranty on that, which was 25, 30 bucks. So now when it comes around, I'm going to go get a brand spanking new one for 25, 30 bucks. Nice. And it comes with a new roll of wire every time. <laughs> of course the wire is garbage. I don't use that shit. I go to Lowe's and get the uh, Hobart wire. Cause that's, yeah. I'll just Hobart wire just feeds a lot better. I like it way better. I don't have much choice around here for stuff like that. So you know, I go to the local Canadian Tire store and grab whatever they have on hand. She said Canadian Tire. That's like an auto part store too. Yeah, auto part, and they have they have everything: camping, hunting. Uh, they're slimming down on the hunting stuff there. They're getting rid of all the guns and bullets, but. uh but yeah, they have all the camping, hunting, uh, sports. You know, it's a Canadian retail store, and they do all the automotive, 
you know, repairs and tires and all that. You know, if you need a, it's kind of like a, a high end princess auto. I've heard of princess auto from what I've heard. Princess auto is like a Canadian version of Harbor Freight. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But princess auto has got knife making materials now. Yes, they do. That is crazy, dude. I saw that in Jeremy's uh, video on uh, YouTube from Simple Little Life. Got Corby yeah. bolts, handle material, all kind of shit. Okay, so they got the Corby bolts. I haven't yeah. checked in a while because I know when I um, when they started carrying some stuff, I had gotten uh, because there's one not too far from where my girlfriend lives, like five minutes down the road. And uh, even before that, you know, I was going uh, online and ordering some uh, black G10 because it was like twenty bucks instead of twenty five thirty dollars. You know. Yeah. And Lawrence wasn't around then either, so I was just getting shit from them, you know, liners and scale, you know, quarter-inch thick stuff, but it was only in black. But uh, then they started carrying forges and anvils. They even have uh, uh, leg vices as well, too. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. Our Harbor Freight's damn train got none of that. They got tongs. I guess the tongs aren't that great, though. They're short, and uh, they're just basic mild steel. So if you get them too hot, they will bend. The only tongs I have, I don't have any bladesmith tongs. I've got, uh, there's a blacksmith supply store about 20 minutes from my house. Really? And so all of my all of my tongs are farrier's tongs. Okay. So I've just kind of like modified the ends of them a little bit. Yeah. You know, I don't forge. I ain't never made my own tongs. I should. I know I should eventually, but I just haven't. But all my all my tongs are farrier's tongs. Yeah. So I got... I must have, oh, fuck, I got well over a dozen pair of tongs. Yeah, all kinds of tongs, all kinds of sizes, you know, just like I have just about like 10, maybe 12 hammers. I think that's probably why I don't have my forging dialed in quite right yet is because the main reason I think I don't have the right tongs to hold the steel right. Well, tongs will, you know, you know, if you're trying to forge a spike knife, per se, like a real, real spike. Well, if you don't have the right tongs, don't don't attempt you could get it done, yeah, but you're gonna fucking struggle and you're gonna hate it. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, I tr- you know I've done it a few times and then I was like, wait a second. I was like, hey, uh, Peter, I need some tongs or spike knives. <laughs> it's like, well, how about I make you some uh, some box jaw tongs instead that are five eighths, so that way you could use these on not only spikes because like spike heads they have the spike tongs that have like a hook. Right, flat part right. so you you know, pick up the head of the spike. Well, my tongs that I have, I could pick up the spike by the spike itself, not by the head, and I could pick anything else up with them too. Right, yeah, you know, because they're actually like a, a pair of tongs, not just a you know they're multi-use. So I want some of them ones that grab the flat stock from the sides. You yeah, know what I mean, yep. it, it pinches over it and then kind of comes around. Yep. I know I probably sound like an idiot to most people listening to this, but I just don't forge. You know what I mean? I don't know the names of it. I've got uh, I've got those. I've got a different, you know, knife-making tongs coming in different forms. And Yeah. Chad so, from uh, Black Hog Knives, yeah. he's got, well, he teaches classes every weekend, and a lot of his classes have at least six or eight people per class. So, obviously, he's got a lot of shit, but he's got some awesome tongs every time i see him forging something he's got a different set of tongs in his hand i had to talk myself out of buying so many tongs and hammers from like custom makers man because some guys they make these tongs that are just way too nice to use almost like some <laughs> people that buy our knives and don't use them yeah yeah so that's what i would do with these tongs just because the way they're 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 well crafted and they have 
their own style to them. You know, they're not just any regular pair of tongs. You look at them and be like, oh, these are so-and-so's tongs. You know, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I want those. But, like I said, I've got a dozen pair of tongs, if not more. I got plenty of hammers, too. You know, I have to stop buying those because what's, you know, I was like, oh, I want a diagonal peen. But I got a straight and I got a cross beam. Do I need a double diagonal peen? Really? Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> but you know how often I use my peens? Never. Very, very, very not often. Very not often, yeah. That's about how often I use mine. You know, I use I use them on every knife, yes. You know, like I use one like my uh my cross bean, I'll use that to draw out some steel, you know. And then uh when it comes down to uh the, the 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 straight peen, I use that to get my finger choils refined, if you want to say when I'm forging a knife, when it gets to the handle and all that. Right. Get more into it. And it being a straight peen, well I don't have to, you know, like break my arm to try to hammer it compared to a, a cross beam. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anyways, there's a bunch of different styles out there. There's the French, there's the English, there's the German hammers, you know, so. Yeah, I got the, uh, I got all kind of hammers. Every yeah. one of them came from Harbor Freight, except for, I bought two different peen hammers, I guess a cross peen and a straight peen. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I bought those from Lowe's. And uh, just because they, the ones at Harbor Freight, I guess you would call it the peen, the point that yeah. actually makes contact with the blade, it's really wide. Uh, and the ones at Lowe's were a lot thinner. So oh, I, yeah. I felt like I could move material better with those. But I yeah. still haven't gotten to the point where I'm really using them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was uh, checking out Instagram earlier today. And uh, uh, what's his? I'm trying to think of his forge name. It's heavy, heavy, heavy. Hold on a second. Spencer Sadison is who his name is. He's out of uh, Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. And uh, he just, hold on a second. I'm making this a shout out. Yeah, it's Heavy Forge. Heavy underscore Forge. Spencer Sanderson. And uh, go check that out, dude. He forged out a five and a half pound French style uh, crossbeam. Five and a half pound fucking hammer. And he forged it. Yeah. Like, dude, like, like I said, his, you should see this guy, though, dude. Like, the rock is tiny next to him. No shit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I swear to God, dude, this guy, I call him tiny because it's obvious he's not tiny. That, his, arm, his arms are the size of my head. Yeah. Like I asked him, I was like, did you ever measure those pipes? He's like, they don't make tape measures big enough. He <laughs> <It> was just <laughs> being funny. Yeah. But, uh, no, he started making his own steel as well, too, you know, his own woots and stuff like that. He's been... Uh, he got a foundry, and he's making his own steel. He makes axes. Um, he's actually a uh, heavy equipment mechanic out in, like, the, you know, the, the tundras in Alaska and all that. And, like, right. 40-ton fucking dump trucks and shit. But uh, so he gets a lot of, you know, like, axles and drive shafts and shit like that that he works with as well, too. And he, like I said, he does some really, really nice stuff. He just built a new forge, too, not too long ago, like about a month ago ribbon burner and all that thing's fucking sick nice yeah, yeah but he's got a 12 ton press from uh coal iron works and uh, that's what he works with and like i said you should see the big work he puts out of that small press he's got a uh, broadback grinder as well too 
But yeah, he's a he's a cool cat. I've spoken with him quite a few times. All right, I, man. I'm looking for a shout out, but I can't find it. So uh, I'll do one next week. I had one particular person in mind, but now I can't find it. Just make it me. Yeah, my shout out's pickle. Just for being pickle. <laughs> Enough said. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Hey, one thing I want to bring up. Here we go. This is a support local small business. And it's local to me, but I feel like it's going to help everybody out. And it can help probably every person that's listening to this if you're a knife maker. Most of you anyway. Exactly. All right. So everybody knows my pawn shop guy, right? We've talked about the pawn shop guy a lot. He's the one with the laser engraver. He's the one that does my stencils, my T-shirts, my hats, all of it. So pawn shop guy does my stencils. And I got to talking to him. And uh, apparently people pay a lot for stencils, a whole lot. Well, I got last week, you know, we've talked about it before, etching etching your blades and having to tape it off and all this bullshit and getting your solution under the edges. I know you take that extra step of using fingernail polish and all this. Well, I had him do my stencils, but I put it on a two-inch by two-inch square with my logo right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. you sent me a picture of your stencils laid out. There. Right, so it's huge. There's no reason to tape it off. Yeah. I did a pile of blades like that. I had no issues whatsoever, no run out, peeled it right off. I was finished. Now, they're one-time use stickers or stencils. They're- I've, got, I've got like 40 of them coming, but what I hate is they're on the size of the something – you know, the stencil, like the, the film is the size of the, my thumb. Had. You know, my, it's not big. It's maybe about like an inch square. Right. So I got a, what I do is a uh, nail polish, like I've mentioned before. Well, like I said, these ones, he's doing them on two inch by two inch. That's your best bet. That's tons. So he is going to offer the same deal to the world that he offers to me. As many stencils as you want to order, he's going to put them in a regular envelope with a piece of cardboard or something, right, to keep them from getting bent. They'll yep. ship regular plain old postage right through the mail. So it's, what, 35 cents? He's going to do these two for a dollar. Reusable stencils. Or I'm sorry, they're not reusable stencils. They're, one, they're one-time use, but they're two for a dollar. So for a $20 bill, you've got 80 knives worth of stencils. That no, is That is a deal that cannot be beat. Dude, I paid for forty, a hundred dollars shipped. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I feel like this is a deal that cannot be beat, and this is my friend's small business, his pawn shop. People ain't pawning shit no more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And if they are, they're not coming back to pick it up. So he's just throwing money out the door. That's the reason he's got all these little side things going on in the back room. So guys, if we can get some stencils made, every little twenty dollar bill for a small business fucking helps. You know yeah, what I mean? Fuck, uh, I might look that up. Oh, seriously? Yeah, all you got to do is you can DM me. Yeah, yeah. And I will give you his information if you want to go about it that way. Um, what might be easier is if you send me your uh file. your logo. Yeah. And cuz I can get it to him. He literally his shop is less than half a mile from my house. Oh. So, I mean, it's right there. I can be there in less than 5 minutes. So, if I were to give that to you by tomorrow, I'd probably have stencils by next Friday. What is today? Uh, today's Thursday. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, crossing been, Canadian yeah, borders, I don't know. Oh, well, I'd have them shipped to Maine. Yeah, absolutely, man. And uh, Now, here's the kicker. I, I've been waiting for a month for mine. 
here's the kicker for the stencils to be at that price. So my JK Blades logo, you know, everybody knows it, I hope. If you don't, look me up, follow me. It's the JK. So that logo is cut out by laser. That's how he gets them in there. He's not going to sit and pick it out. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's cut, but you're going to have to take – I've got like a little a needle that came with a exacto knife kit. Yep. You, you just grab one corner or like a pick or something and pull that out. That's the only kicker. For 50 cents a piece, he's not going to go through and they call it weeding them. Start, yeah, we, that's probably why I paid 100 bucks for 40 Yeah, but I mean, like I said, a $20 bill gets you 80 I mean, 80 freaking knives will last a long time for a $20 bill. Fuck yeah. So, guys – if you have any use for stencils, please help me show this man some support. And because uh, I'm, I'm taking all kinds of shit to him. He does, like I say, he does my hats, he does my my t-shirts, my stencils, all my laser stuff. When I used to do all those uh, presentation boxes, they had like the exclusively four stuff and the foam on the inside, laser engraved. That's who was doing all those for me. And uh, now that I'm doing Kydex, he's going to be engraving Kydex. Laser engraving Kydex. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we got I was, a, I was thinking of getting a laser engraver, like a small one, nothing crazy, just so I could, uh, you know, etch on my steel with, you know, electro etching anyways, but just, like, burn through the ether of vinyl, because I've seen that done. Right. Where somebody bought that little... You know, maybe eight inch square cube laser printer, desktop printer there. Right. And uh, he bought a roll of vinyl tape and he cuts out his vinyl tape the size he needs it, sticks it on the blade, sets the laser up with the blade underneath it, cuts the stencil out, and uh, cleans off the, the, the glue residue from the stencil, you know, with acetone real quick. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes straight to etching. There you go. So he lays his stencil out on the, not even, he lays the film out on the blade and lays it underneath the laser, cuts out his stencil, picks at it, cleans off the goo, and go away. Go to town and itch. So uh, I was thinking about doing that, you know, because like I said, that little. So yeah, I was uh, I was thinking, of, like I said, I was going to get that uh, that little desktop laser printer etcher whatever you want to call it there engraver that doesn't engrave directly on steel but i would mask it with uh nail polish right then burn that out or either like i was mentioning before is uh buddy was just getting the sheets of stuff and fucking the vinyl cutting that out putting you know there's so many options other than getting these stencils made that would be a lot cheaper because that little that little laser thing, he's like a hundred bucks and change for me here in Canada. Yeah. I don't know if you, I would consider my buddy's laser a big one or small one. I don't know how they're rated Watts and all that, but you've seen the, the sandblast cabinets, right? That's got the holes got in the front one. that you stick your arms in. It don't have the holes or nothing, but it's roughly that size. It's got the lid on top and everything. Right. And you can kind of see through the glass on the top as it's yeah. going back and forth. So yeah, it's probably a big one. That's the same thing they have at the, uh, the print shop here in town where I had my hats made. It's pretty neat to watch for sure. Oh yeah, it definitely is. So my, friend, right. my friend's got one, but it's too weak. Like he's got a bigger one. He does cutting boards with his father. They, they burn out shit on cutting boards. Yeah. But, uh, he's got that. And we tried it on my blades before and it didn't work. I just never tried it with the nail polish yet. So 
But like I said, I'd rather just get mine and not have to rely on him to start fucking etching my logos on my blades now, you know? Like I said, until you get it, man, two for a dollar. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't say anything about this, but I would I would like for y'all, if you need stencils, you know, order at least 20 bucks worth yeah. just to kind of make it worth his time, you know what yeah, I mean, and, and make it go – because he's going to have to put a stamp on it, wrap it up in the envelope, take the time to write out the address, drive to the post office. You know what I mean? Don't don't call ordering four stencils trying to pay two bucks. That's just, you know, that ain't worth nobody's time. Exactly. Get enough to where you can, you know, have a stash. And what I did is I've got, you know, I just bought 40 the other day. I got 20 and three-eighths for my big knives, like my, my chef's knives. Yep. And then I got uh, another 20 and quarter-inch. For like my little steak knives and stuff and the little small okay. EDCs. That yeah. way when I'm doing a bigger or a smaller knife, I don't have a giant freaking logo on the side of it. Yeah. And all it is for him is to adjust one little column, you know, what size are we going? That's Not, it. No big deal at all. You know, you can make different sizes for different blades. So there's tons of options out there, man. Like if y'all got a reason for some of that kind of stuff, let me know and help out this small business. I don't want to see him close down because I get too much shit from him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to say that he's on the verge of closing, but you know what I mean. It's we want to help the guy out. Yeah, of course, he's a super cool guy. But uh, Excuse we, me. we're going to get ready to wrap this thingy lying up here. And uh, before we go, there's one more thing that I've got to say. Say it. Visit phoenixabrasers.com. They're your one-stop shop for all of your abrasive needs. You can find them online at www.phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop. Enter the promo code HUSTLE10 at checkout and get 10% off your entire order. Do it now. <laughs> Fucking Arnold. Right? Sorry, Greg. My brain was smoshed today. I'm still down with the sickness, but we will never forget you, buddy. Y'all check out Phoenix Abrasives. And uh, tell them we sent you. They'll hook you up with a little 10% off there. Yes, sir. Fucking right. No, there's uh, so much, so much. You're talking about stencils, hats, this and that. And that's what I got going through my head right now. Is once I get this uh, next week is when my loan application is going to be business. Right. So uh, if uh, you know, I'm thinking about getting some apparel done, I'm not sure I'm going to do hats. Hats are hard to ship. Yeah, without getting smashed and fucked up. Yeah, yeah and I'm anal. If, you know, if people are like, with hats, you know, like, this is my work hat, but my good hats you don't touch and you don't fuck with. Yeah. You know, so uh, if I would get a hat here that would look like a fucking pancake, I'd be upset. Of course. Yeah. Oh, one more thing I wanted to bring up. Bring it up. I got a challenge for the listeners of the Hustle and Grind podcast. Do it. I want a new logo for the show. Like the thumbnail for, you know, what pops up on Spotify and iTunes and all this kind of stuff. I want a new logo. The one that we're using now is something that I designed in one of those little uh, free create your own logo type deals. Yeah. And I edited it just a little bit and I sent it to a friend of mine that is able to put it into like the P whatever the format. I think it's PNG or something like that. And he sent it back to me so that we could use it. So, that being said, our logo is a little bit boring. It's a little bit one-dimensional, and I want to see something that freaking pops. So, if anybody is able to design logos, here's the challenge. 
if we uh, if we get some people send us some ideas for the logo, you know, that are able to actually do it, and we pick a winner, we come up with a new logo, we might do like a vote off or something, you know what I mean, if there's more than one entry. Whoever wins, we're going to get hats, stickers, and T-shirts made up. And we're going to use the – we're going to sell the hats, stickers, and T-shirts to try to make a couple bucks for the show. Yeah. the studio time is getting expensive, dude, and it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Seriously. But whoever comes up with the winning design gets free hat, T-shirt, and and stickers. You know, whatever we come up with, they'll get, like, kind of a little swag pack of it. Yeah, yeah. well, what we could do is, you know, uh, have some kind of drawing where you, like, you know, kind of like – uh, ball man knife and tool did there's where you get a sticker pack or like brian did too for his raffles you get a sticker pack and you could win something so we could put a package together or whatever you know yeah there's so many things we could do actually with this right but i mean it's got to be like you know monetarily beneficial yeah, yeah, yeah well for that yeah but like i said if you're if you're if you could sell a hat t-shirt like if you're selling stickers sticker packs for ten dollars right you sell a hundred of those that's a thousand dollars, right? Right. Yeah. And you're giving away a hat and a t-shirt. Oh yeah, for sure. But then it's definitely monetarily, you know, beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, beneficial. But yeah, whoever comes up with a winning design, and hell, if there's only one of you that can do it, you might just win. So yeah, but I just I, I want I, something I, that'll I, pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the hustle and grind logo, it's cool because it's ours. But you know, I think we could do a little better. I think there's somebody out there that's got a more creative mind than me when it comes to the design type stuff. Yeah. And also, check this out. Another uh, tattoo. Like, we couldn't, I don't know, because we both covered in tattoos. So it could be, you know, like uh, old school flash tattoo ish. You know what I'm saying? Like when you walked into an old school tattoo shop and they got flash. Yeah, the flash art. Yeah. Yeah. And the little flippy boards. Yeah, yeah, you know, something flashy like that, you know, like old school. I feel like that's overdone, though. You know what I mean? I think so. Like, okay, overdone by other people having done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe it has. I don't know. I never noticed. Yeah, like Vintage Axe Works is doing a lot of that right now. Uh, Flying Shark Knives uses a whole lot of that. Okay. Fifty Fifty Forge, you know, he's got the skull with the knife in the head. Yeah, yeah. And there's a I lot. I don't of- really pay attention much to to, to logos as other people do i guess you know i've never looked at somebody's logo and be like oh shit that's because there's chances are if i didn't look at it it's because it was just way too complex for me to look at there's too much going on <laughs> right it's too much for me you know that, yeah. that's personally you know it doesn't but something simple and that pops will catch my attention like my logo catches you know you see it from a mile away on somebody's head in town you go to town here and you'll see about 40 of these walking around yeah well, what I'm saying is our logo, if you look on Spotify, you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's pretty bland yeah. compared to the list that might pop up yeah. of different shows, not just maker-related, but just all podcast-type shows. It, well, it's like pretty said, generic. One of those uh, those apps or whatever there, so it's generic. So that's what it looks like. You know, but, right, uh, right. So uh, check this out. Uh, the Work For It podcast. It's yes. a good show. We all know it. We all love it. And uh, they're having problems posting their stuff on Spotify. Yes, they are. So they actually created a new feed, or Spotify did it for them. And you can still find it on Spotify. You just have to research for the work for it. Now, for me, that was a pain in the ass when I tried to do it. So I just listened to it on iTunes. Really? You had a hard time? 
Because I went in this morning and I just searched for work for it, and it showed me both feeds. Well, it showed me both of them, but then I clicked on the top one, yeah. and it was the old one. And I clicked on the one under it, and it was the old one. I guess it like circulated after I clicked. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it inverted itself. So yeah. since I've got an iPhone now, I just went to iTunes because I never have before. And uh, actually, I did last week for the Work for It podcast, but. Uh, while I was on iTunes, I said, well, shit, let me search and see if the old Hustle and Grind pops up on the iTunes. And I know yeah. it does because I can see on the analytics for the show, you know, where people are listening from and what they're using to listen. But we have uh, six five-star ratings on iTunes. Oh, sweet. I didn't even know that was a thing. So whoever did that, thank you. Do we have any shitty ratings? <laughs> no, they're all. we have six of them. They're all five stars. So is that, is that the only place where we get ratings or I don't know. As far as I know, it is. I don't think you can rate on Spotify, but if you're on iTunes guys, go give us a five-star rating. I don't know what the hell it'll do, but I've heard other podcasts say, give us a rating. It helps us out. So I just yeah. think it's pretty cool to see five-star ratings. So thank oh, you to whoever did that. Have, you know, the higher rating you have, the more they'll put it out in a suggested list. Probably, probably actually a seven now. Cause since I was on my iPhone, they don't know that I'm the host of Hustling Ground Podcast, so I clicked on five stars my damn self. There you go. <laughs> One more. Why not? Yeah, it's just like the other day I won a, a banner contest on a group. They put my picture up on there, the one with the most likes and the comments, you know, on their picture makes its way up to the banner. And, uh, you know, I, I post, and then I wait a couple of days, and then I turn around, and I go in, and I like my own picture. And the other day I won – and I'm going through the comments and I'm checking it out and I could see that I won by one like. <laughs> so I obviously won by my like. The one that <laughs> hey, whatever works. I was like, oh shit. I was like, fuck, I kind of felt bad. You know, I almost told the guy, the, the admin to the group, I was like, hey, bud, I won by one like and that was my like. like I don't know why I went and liked my own picture, but like, I don't know if I was being greedy or something, just wanted the spotlight. I don't know, but that's how it happened. Hey, did you still win? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what my, counts. My picture's been up there for two weeks straight, like two different pictures. You know, it's not just like the nice knife that you could make or whatever that like that gets sales and all that. Like the pictures help a lot. Oh, for sure. When like I, I've got as much as a knife for photography. You keep my baseball. I like photography as much as I like. Uh, you know, anything else that's artistic, you know, like knife making, playing music, you know, snowboarding is an art to me. So anyways, yeah, that's it. I would like to be good at photography. I just don't understand it. And I'm sure if I dove in head first, you know, yeah. I could learn, but like the, there's so many things that I've heard about, like shutter speeds and yeah. arma, armatures, arbit, what is that word? The other one? It's on the two, yeah. Aperture, something. All kinds of words. Yeah, and uh, there's a bunch of stuff there that all has to work just right in order to, you know, exposures, and I just don't understand it whatsoever. But in today's world, we have a lot of uh, just uh, point-and-click cameras. We all have, There's not a soul on this planet, probably, well, there's not many that there's don't have a camera in their pocket. Use a camera. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a camera. In your pocket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Always. 
You got a camera. You got a pocket. You got an encyclopedia. You got a a calculator. Like yep. everybody's the world's smartest man nowadays, right from their pocket. Oh, I just got a message telling me. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Like, I really enjoy your live streams, man. I haven't had much shop time in the last weeks due to the day job, but tomorrow I'll have to catch up on the podcast as well. Winning. Winning, yes. Hell yeah. I, I think I've been winning lately. Like, seriously. Like, it feels that way anyways. It feels better than working for anybody else at a good pay rate, you know? <laughs> You know, I've had good-paying jobs being a construction worker, you know, in general construction, a union worker on top of that, too. You know, I've seen jobs where I was getting 45 50 bucks an hour, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, as much money as you can make, you're still not going to be happy if you're not loving what you're doing. As much as I love construction, I was doing it for somebody else, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I used to, to own a construction company. And it actually, God, we made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Made so much freaking money. But I didn't know anything about business. So the better the business did, the more guns Jason bought that week. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I I was sitting on a gold mine and didn't know it, and I ran it straight into the freaking ground. Then the IRS caught up? Not just ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking ran out of cash, dude. And uh, it came down to I had finished up a job, and the last draw on the job was enough to make my payroll for all my guys and everything that I had, you know, to end it. And the next job was ready to start, and I hadn't taken the deposit yet. And I got to looking at numbers and material costs and, you know, what I had bid the job for. And for the amount of guys that I had on the job, the deposit was not going to cover their payroll plus materials to even start it. Yeah. So I never took the deposit. I just called it done. Yeah. Like, man, I, this ain't for me. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I had the client list. I had the work. I had the equipment. I had the trucks. I had two F-350s, two enclosed trailers, a dump trailer, two different vans. I mean, everything. Yeah. The whole fucking construction company. I sold it all off, though, and did pretty good for a good little while. Yeah. That work. Yeah, that running a business thing, man. There's there's so much money in it if you know how to do it right. Exactly. But I don't. That's where I'm trying to find the balance with this thing here. Because money can be good, but you got to be wise. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it takes knowing. Obviously, you got to look at your ins and outs. You know what I mean? How much is coming in? How much is going out? What's going out? Where's it got to go? I've gotten a lot better at that as I've gotten older. Yeah. But there's still so much unpredictable stuff in running a business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I order a set of handle material from Rob's Wildwood and I charge my customer 50 bucks, say, you know, that's what I pay for it. And I drill a hole in the wrong spot, you know, or it splits. Yeah. Then I just lost $50. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of compensate for all those kind of things in every kind of business. It's just as stupid as it sounds too. It could be a very, very simple mistake. Like, uh, Telling a customer there's an extra fifty dollar fee for that certain handle material and a hybrid block, and then you turn around and go look in your fucking shit, and after it's paid for and all that, and you don't want to go back and be like, "Hey, well, you owe me an extra ten dollars because that block was actually sixty dollars." Right? Yeah, you just got to eat it now. Yeah, you so just lost, I lost ten bucks. $10 plus tax on that, you know. Yep. 
Yeah. It came from uh, Maritime Knife Supply, so I paid tax on it. So you paid tax because it came from Canada? Canada. No, because I bought it through a, a retail store. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like I'm charging taxes. Well, like when people ask me the price, like my prices on my knives went up in the past month because I'm a legit business now and I, you know, and everything's taken into the note. So, uh, my prices went up on my knives. Yeah. But you're paying for tax. I'm not just giving you the, the three ninety nine, ninety nine plus tax price. You know, I'm giving you the straight up $400 and it's yours tax included. Yeah. So when I do my, my books, I just put $500, whatever, Tax included in the fucking shit and all that's all, you know, added up on its own and it works out fine. The first part of the year, I'm going to, I'm working on doing my paperwork for my LLC right now. So that'll be done before the first of the year. Yeah. But the first of the year, I'm going to start separating my money and keeping track of my ins and outs. Start, you know, paying taxes on JK Blades and going legit. The biggest thing that I still cannot grasp is how I'm going to pay myself. I know. I haven't figured that out yet. Like, Because money's got to go back into the business. You know what I mean? I and I took 500, 500 out of my account the other day and shipped it to my personal account, and I kind of felt bad. I was like, how, how do I do this? What do, like, I got bills to pay, but how do I write this off? What do I do? You know? Yeah. So I was speaking with the organization that helped me get my business started, and they uh, they have uh, they offer classes with uh, accounting firms. Okay. Where I could go in there and sit with them. I think it's for a weekend. It's like two eight-hour days, and they show you the in and outs of small business accounting. That's legit, dude. Uh, and they pay 80% of this course, and it's one-on-one. So oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm like one-on-one with one person, and they're showing me the in and outs of accounting for a small business on the apps and all that, whatever app I choose to use, I guess, or whatever they suggest. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like a fucking – a $2,000 course that I'm paying like 200 bucks out of my pocket and they're paying for the rest of it. So <coughs> the benefits of, uh, having them help me out with getting this business started is I get, you know, they're not necessarily grants, but they pay, you know, for some stuff. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that that's even an option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'd just be sitting Googling forever. And luckily you know, I know a lot of people website, get, get started with a website, you know, point me in the right directions, you know, got people that do websites, you know, this and that, and they'll help, you know, give me, you know, small funds for that as well too, is where I'm not paying everything out from my pocket. Yeah. Fund for a website, you know? So it's all shit that I'm learning. Like I said, it's been a, it's been a long six months. Like I've been dealing with this for the past six months to it. And I'm just, Hopefully everything goes through next week and then I could just rest my mind with everything business and just take knives and fucking focus on my shit. Yeah, just get to work. Yeah, because like I said, the past six months, I've been putting a lot of my time and energy into making this business a legit thing and they're demanding a lot. So that kind of like turned me off at one point because I felt like I was being told what to do when I work for myself for the reason is no one tells me what to do now. Yeah. It's nice. Ain't it? Yeah. You know, and I still got shit to do that. I got to get them before the 23rd of this month. And I should have been done like at the beginning of the month, but I worked very, very well under pressure. And I kind of told the lady too that I was like, I need to step back a little bit. I'll get it done. Just not right now. 
I need to back off from this business fucking paperwork, all this shit, numbers. I need to take a break from this for about, you know, a week or so. And uh, she agreed with me because she saw the frustrations in my face when she told me I had to pay 1% of whatever the loan is I was trying to pull out, you know? Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? I'm trying to get a loan to help myself out. You guys are asking me for more fucking money to get a loan. And after the loan is approved, I got to give you another fucking 1% of that loan. So it's costing me $300 to fucking pull out 15 grand. It's like, this is worse than having like a, a cancel a fucking payment at your bank account, automatic payment. They're charging you 40 bucks. <laughs> bitch, I ain't got money to pay the bill. How do you want me to pay you to cancel the payment? Right. But uh, anyways, yeah, I got the money to do it. I'm just bitching. I was just frustrated. And like I said, I had to back off from this uh, business planning shit for a week or so because it was just getting I'm going to get into it first of the year. That's for sure. I got to. I mean, yeah, I've been doing this for. So, you know, that's what I was telling myself. First year is like, let's see if this works. Right. And then take a year to make it an official business, you know, and I took that year and made it six months. Well, I've been full time since March. So almost nine months, I guess. Yeah. And my goal was if I'm still going strong full time by, you know, October, November, I'll get my LLC before the end of the year. And yeah. I'm still going strong. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not like breaking no world record strong, but, you know, I'm I'm living. It's working. Yeah. See, your one-year anniversary is my two-year anniversary. For so full-time. Yeah, full-time. Damn. Well, full-time and my beginning. Yeah. That's where I started. I started off as a full-time knife maker. <laughs> Like I couldn't, I didn't know how to make knives and I was already a full-time knife maker. Yeah, well, <laughs> this past October was five years okay. since, since I've started, yeah. but the first two, three years I was, yeah, you know, one or two knives a month, maybe at the most. Yeah. And then it just kind of, it took a break where it was one or two knives every two months. And then it sprung up where I'd start getting some orders and then kind of peter off because i wasn't promoting it you know what i mean it was pretty much around town word of mouth type stuff yeah yeah friends and family yeah. whatever i've only had an instagram for like two years okay but um now nah, maybe a hair longer ah, maybe not i don't know maybe about two years it made a year in october for me instagram, instagram yeah instagram yeah because i only had a facebook group page and then uh my friends like oh no you need instagram blah blah, blah. and he does uh he does uh Fancy high end rings and he does leather work too and all yeah. kinds of shit. So, uh, bare hands jewelry, Instagram, check him out. He's got some pretty cool shit, Sebastian. Yeah, Anyways, I didn't have uh, any of it. Like, well, he's telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, you need Instagram because that's where, you know, it is, blah, blah, blah. And I don't get no pull off Facebook. And all I had was a group at that point. And that got me so frustrated because, like, all right, I'll give it a try. You know, I'll create, you know, I had my personal Instagram account. Like I'll if I'm making a business account out of Instagram, I'm deleting my personal account because I don't even want that. You know, I didn't even want to make an Instagram account for my fucking pickle gutters. So I ended up making it, and I was like, "All right, so you're telling me I have to post the two platforms to make a post?" He's like, "No, no, it's automatically linked." So I was like, "All right, so we're checking it out, and it's not working." Well, it turns out that they're automatically linked and shared to each other if it's a business page and not a group page on Facebook. So then I had to fucking go and dump my group page and make a fucking pickle cutters business page 
and start over from zero on two platforms. And I was, I was just so annoyed and so pissed because I hate this shit. <laughs> I, you know, the social media part is like, I, yes, I do the podcast. Yes, I do the, the, the videos or whatever in the lives. And, and I love all of that. It's just the platforms. I hate, I hate the social media. I wish we could do this. Like say again, like if there's 20 people on my live watching me, well, I wish those 20 people would literally be in front of me. And like, say like you and Bubba used to sit across the table from each other. I'd rather sit across the table from you than be across a fucking platform and people listening to us on fucking 102.1 FM every fucking Wednesday or Thursday. Right. That would be cool. Yeah, that's like how it used to be, you know? Yeah, well, actually, Bubba's the one who got me. Uh, when I started making knives, I didn't have Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. Not even a personal account. I just I had nothing to do with any of it. I knew what it was, you know, and my wife had it. I just I didn't see a reason to want it type deal. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. wasn't into... You know, I don't care what Susie had for lunch, you know, or what Tommy's dog's doing. You know, it's just, I wasn't, I didn't know all that drama and shit. I didn't want no part of it. But in order to run a business online, you have to have a personal account. Yep. On Facebook anyway, you have to have a personal account to start a business account. So the only thing that's. Because if it wasn't for that, my personal account would be deleted. Right. Well, the only thing that's on my personal account is there's a few pictures from when me and my wife got married, and the rest of it is stuff that I've shared from my personal account yeah. from J.K. Blades. Yeah, you know, yeah, I never, I've never even looked at your personal account. I don't even do that. <laughs> I, don't wish, I don't wish people happy birthday on Facebook. I don't go creeping people's profiles. Like somebody will like notice somebody changed the profile picture, and she's all by herself on her fucking profile picture. And the next thing you notice. They're fucking going through every profile picture they have there, and they're like, oh, they must not be together anymore. And then they fucking turn around and be like, hey, did you hear about so-and-so not being together anymore? And they literally technically don't know if they're together or not anymore. They just made that assumption because there's no more pictures of them on fucking Facebook. Yeah. I have a friend that's like that, and I one time I was like, dude, whatever and whoever, if it comes from Facebook, restrain from telling me because I am going to tell you to shut up. Dude, I have a wife that's like that. Yeah. So, oh, did you see what Billy did this week? She'll she'll ask me like, "Oh, have you heard from so and so?" I'm like, "No, not recently." Why? Oh, well, because him and blah blah blah. <laughs> it it doesn't say married anymore, or you know, you can't see their status anymore. He, he changed his profile picture. I think she deleted her account. I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> days of our lives yeah like okay well that's cool and all but how was his lunch yeah because i know he put a picture of a sandwich up there yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this shit. all right let's call it quits dude i'm fucking starving and i got steak ready for me to eat right now i, I don't know what's for dinner yet but i gotta go move tvs around i got honeydew list when i get home yeah so i don't got none of that i'm going actually i'm not even like i said i'm not even working today at all i went out to town i got myself a bunch of fucking edibles uh, yeah, one of my friends, uh, I'm going over one of my friends after I eat. We got a, I actually, uh, just invested in some, uh, crypto money. What did you get? We'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just came to mind now because it, you know, it actually is my plan is to try to save up for a down payment on a building. Okay. So uh, I got, to, I got lots of crypto. Yeah. Well, my friend went in 500 and he's up to five grand on what? 
uh, he's got a bunch. I don't know. He just plays around. He's got all the fucking. He's got like three computer screens and all the graphs, and, yeah. and he pays money for apps and this and that. You know, and he's that's this is what he does. Like he he doesn't work in the summertime. Need to so, jump on a Shibu. Shibu. Yeah, Shibu is one of them too. Like I started off with Shake Bay, and uh, just shake my fucking phone every day. I can't remember to do that. So I was like, dude, I don't I don't care about free money. Just show me how I could have somebody done with this. You know? So. First of all, we started with, he sent me a link to sign up with ShakePay, and that gives us 30 bucks each if I do sign up and put 100 bucks in my account. So I signed up. I put 100 in there. Now we both have, well, I have 130. He's got an extra 30. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, same thing with the banking. Uh, I changed my banking because I had the whole business banking through my like, local credit union. And, uh, first day I looked into that, you know, like after it being active for a couple of days, we passed the month cycle and then I opened my account, which I had never even put money into it. I started looking that up on the online banking app and I was already negative with fees. No, I was like, shit. You know, so like, I, and I was sitting at his place too, because we we're doing all this crypto shit. I want to link, you know, bank accounts, whatever. So I was like, you know, before we go any further with this, I need to look into this because this just pissed me off. So he's like, Oh, well, why don't you sign up with Tangerine? I don't know if you guys have tangerine in the States. Anyways, it's, you know, it's mainly based online banking. They have few, like they have the Scotia banks that you could, if you need to deal with somebody in person, you could go to their branches. But uh, anyways, it's totally free banking, no fees, no nothing, you know, unlimited transactions compared to my credit union, which was stupid. So uh, signing up with him, sending me a referral code, having $250 or more in my account for 60 days straight gives us a hundred bucks each nice. at the end of 60 days. Yeah. What fucking bank gives you a hundred dollars for holding 250 bucks in your account? <laughs> right. So I was like, sweet. Sure. I opened up a saving account, crazy interest too. On top of that. So I was like, fuck. so now I got crypto and fucking, you know, I got money making itself on its own right now, yeah. which I don't mind, you know, and like I said, I just literally got into the crypto thing. So that could be another conversation subject or whatever at another time. I've got almost four four million shares of Shibu. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, because so, they came in at like fucking point zero 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 point three something. Yeah, yeah. They were a third of a fucking penny or whatever. Right. Like, it was way the hell less than that. It's still less yeah, than that. It's like a third of a third of a third of a penny. Yeah. If it yeah. makes it to a penny, I'll be up 50 grand. Yeah. So Shibu, huh? I think yeah. Bruce has that. Like I said, I'm heading over to his place later. I'll I'm still sitting on that. a shit pile of Dogecoin that I bought late. And yeah. I'm not down much, but I'm still down. And the second, if I didn't buy enough of it to sell, you know, and try to yeah, get out yeah, early. Worthy, yeah. But the second I break even, I'm selling out of that. Just yeah. because I don't think Doge is going anywhere. It was a fad. I jumped on late. If I'd have yeah. got in early like I did with the Shibu, then I'd be selling. Well, like I was early. telling my friend, I was like, all it takes is one fucking person to make one of these fucking coins do something big, either in a good or a bad way. Yep. And that's one person like Elon Musk. And that's what happened with Dogecoin. Yeah. But I think I think it's got to its limit. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah, not moving up. What did he do after that? It's like okay, I made my money with this. And he fucking started pulling money out from there, and then whoa, shit! Everything started crashing. Yeah, you know, and all it takes is one person. That's it. You know, and I I understand it and I get it. And I've been watching 
Bitcoin since the beginning, like 20 years ago. Almost. Yeah, just about 20 years. Yeah, I can't afford one share of Bitcoin. Yeah, well, I got like 0.0006 now. <laughs> well, almost, what, $58,000 a share? Yeah. Uh, no, well, well, yeah, that's American money. See here, Canadian money, they were at 80000 a share per coin uh, last week, uh, at the beginning of the week, I think, or something like that. And when I checked today, I was like, holy fucking shit. I was like, that dropped literally like, see, it dropped even more. See, that's what I'm watching. See, I'm already in the whole $4 on my $100 that I deposited. I'm not even making money right now. But uh, Bitcoin was at 80 something grand at the beginning of the week per coin, and it's down to 71.8 right now. It's 56,961.02. Yeah. So I got some ETH and I got some Bitcoin. I got a little bit of Ethereum. Yeah. Some Litecoin. Um, anyway, this is the Hustling yeah. Grind podcast. My name is Jason Hartwell. We talk about knives, not stocks. Every yes. now and then we bring up some bullshit like the COVID virus. But the moral yeah. of the story is we like sharp, pointy things. Yes, sir. So we're going to call it a day, guys. Thanks for tuning in with us, and we'll see you again next week. Till then, keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Peace out.